And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy Miller. Everyone, I'm Brad Keston. And my name is Jenny Wilson. This is Stacey Heather Tolkien. Hi, my name is Angela Lee Sloan, also known as the voice of Lucy. The voice of Charlie Brown. The voice of Sally Brown. Peppermint Patty. The voice of Linus on Peanuts. Derek Mackey with Cool Water Productions LLC and Sam Mason are bringing you the first virtual live autograph signing event ever. This is your chance to add our autographs to your collection. We have pictures, Funko Pops, Super 7 figures, private one-on-one -on -one video chats, and a group panel. You can find all the information on any of our social media pages just by searching at Peanuts Reunion on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can actually also order tickets to our October 10th two-part event on inhouse-con.com. The first part of the event will be the one-on-one -on -one video chats and Peanuts panel hosted by Derek Mackey from 12 to 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. Then you can go over to our Facebook page and watch us sign your items live hosted by Sam Mason. We also have a, uh, a mail-in service where you can send in your items and have them signed by us. Or you can buy one or more of our items that we have for pre-sale. Starting now! The pre-sale items are limited in number, so get yours today. Brad Keston, voice of Charlie Brown. Sally Brown. This is Linus. So, join us October 10th. We can't wait to see you there, and thanks so much. And I'd like to thank you for being a Peanuts fan. Thanking you for being a Peanuts fan. I'd really like to thank you for being a Peanuts fan. This is Peppermint Patty, and I would like to thank you for being a Peanuts fan. See you on October 10th. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. Welcome to the World of Myth Bits. We are your hosts, Jenna and Joe Sparks, and this is episode 99. 99. <laughs> <laughs> The World of Myth Bits. Welcome to the World of Myth Bits, episode 99. One episode away from episode 100. We kind of have something planned for that episode, but no spoilers. So before we get too much further into today's episode, we have a nice little handful of housekeeping to unpack. So let's start with issue 88 of the World of Myth coming at you Thursday the 24th. So that'll be fun to get to see the new round and uh, get ready for our second review. Um, next bit of news, the Zombie Works Full Moon and Howlin' submissions are going to be cut on September 30th. So get those in. Um, let's see. Also got, oh, September 30th. That's also the deadline. For our open contract challenge. So uh, Mr. Jason C. Wint and Walter G. Esselman. Go ahead and get those manuscripts in, guys. Um, speaking of the open contract challenge, uh, last year's second place winner, Jeff R. Young. His book is actually going to be released on October 6th of 2020. So just in a couple, couple weeks here. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, next bit, here's a kind of a big deal. So the Jayzo Modcast, the, all of our shows 
will actually now be on Spotify. Uh, so basically, uh, they've made uh, a really cool independent agreement. So now will also be available on Spotify. So that's going to be us, the world of myth bits, uh, my public life as an American nerd, Dave's uh, rejuvenated podcast, and Lupa's bits. So all three of us are going to be on Spotify. So I think that's pretty awesome. We'll all be sitting at the table with a bunch of other great podcasts. Joe Rogan Experience, Lex Friedman, uh, who else we got? Um... The Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Yeah, and I, I got, like, Death in the Afternoon featuring Caitlin Dowdy. And uh, Crime Junkies. I know our podcast has nothing to do with crime, uh, but that one's also a good one. Um, what else? Sam Harris. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, In the Fills. In the Fills. In the Fills. All right. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be talking about our shows, not everybody else's. <laughs> So yeah, so I, I'm really excited about now being on Spotify. I think that one's going to be, uh, for me, I know it's a, l- a little bit more accessible because um, that's what I have like on my computer, especially when I'm working. So works for me. Um, next bit. So if you guys haven't been paying attention, we've been kind of slowly rolling out announcements for PCE 2021. So, so far we are lined up for March 13th of 2021 hoping putting it all out there that everything goes according to plan and we'll be able to get back into the convention life um but amongst that news uh like i said kind of slowly rolling out information so so far we've announced uh carrie means who is frylock of aquatine hunger force he will be joining us we've also got bob carter who has a huge filmography, uh, Baraka from Mortal Kombat, uh, Dragon Ball Z. Oh my gosh, he's got a ton of work under his belt. Um, and we also just announced Dominic Pace, who was actually, uh, he, he was uh, Jekko from The Mandalorian. And uh, I know a lot of Star Wars fans slash fanatics, um, so I'm pretty sure that's kind of a huge deal to have a, a bounty hunter in our presence. This is the way. <laughs> All right. And also, real quick, just want to throw this out there. So amongst these discussions with PCE and kind of conversing about who's going to be in attendance and everything... Um, wanted to throw it at you guys uh, and we want your opinions so I don't care where you put it if you email it if you put it on the Facebook if you send it directly to uh, a DM on our Instagram wherever you send it we just want to hear your opinion how would you feel about seeing Dustin Diamond who is uh, you know Dustin Diamond Screech from Saved by the Bell. Uh, how would you feel about seeing him in person? Um, so yeah, let us know, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what we can do with that information. So yeah, that kind of wraps it up for housekeeping this week. I think I got it all. I said that was kind of like a lot to unpack. My list is kind of kind of long. So um, so yeah, 
here we are. So normally, um, before the beginning of the episode, you actually hear a little jingle that I create. Um, you know, just depending on how I feel after the episode is recorded. But this particular one, I actually recorded in the morning after I woke up. So, uh, listen to this and let me know what you think. Yeah, that made me feel very um, calm. And I've had like a tension headache for the past two days. And I think that was like kind of the first time it like felt relieved <laughs> was just how, how like serene and hopeful it sounds. Like I felt warm and just it, it felt kind of like a like a slow motion smile maybe not even like a full-blown smile just like a placidity it wasn't anything too extravagant or complex but just by releasing the feeling in which that you had in the morning when you woke up you know definitely makes a huge impact on the day um i i believe that it it mostly came about the feeling behind it hopefulness is because the previous week you know uh it uh definitely became apparent that i had a little bit of a slip in my you know process my thought process and feelings to where i had a bit of uh you know a little bit of anger come out and it wasn't towards anybody else or any anybody else you know besides my own self and that's where I feel that the anger that we have that builds up inside of each of us is for ourselves. It's not for anybody else, even though those around us take the blunt of it. Unfortunately, that's because there's certain things in our own thought processes that come about and we do not handle them. So, you know, the old adage, the ticking time bomb type of person, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, that's, at the end of the day, that's where that little jingle came from, you know. Mm. Um, I, I feel that finally, you know, I can communicate with music in a way that can express, it's not fully there yet, you know. It's not fully there yet, but I can almost touch the little tip of expression. Yeah. You know, just, just kind of sprinkle it. Well, that's, that's interesting because, um, you know, since since I've known you, and we've kind of been on this journey for the past couple of years uh, trying to learn more about uh, certain certain things regarding uh, your your personality um, and, uh, it's just, it's interesting because, because I know you think differently, um, 
than most people. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting for you to put it out there like that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely interesting to note about actually trying, you know? Um, so, you know, I think I, I talked about it in like a previous, previous episode is when you sit down in my case, I sit down at the keys and a part of your brain shuts off. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not really trying to communicate to the instrument, but also at the same time I am. It's it's weird. Eidoo. That is is partial revelation about trying as a whole. You know, uh, I, Bukowski has a poem entitled "Roll the Dice." Um, before I actually recite it, for those who are not familiar, um, he passed away in 1994. And on his gravestone says, simply, don't try. So, what does that mean for us? You know? (laughs) Um, So, in his poem, Roll the Dice, it says, if you are going to try, go all the way. Otherwise, don't even start. If you're going to try, go all the way. This could mean losing a girlfriend's, wives, relatives, jobs, and maybe your mind. Go all the way. It could mean not eating for three or four days. It could mean freezing on a park bench. It could mean jail. It could mean derision, mockery, isolation. Isolation is the gift. All the others are a test of your endurance, of how much you really want to do it. And you, you and, rather, You'll do it, despite rejection and the worst odds, and will be better than anything else you can imagine. If you're going to try, go all the way. There is no other feeling like that. You will be alone with the gods, and at the nights will flame with fire. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All the way all the way you will ride life straight to the perfect laughter it's the only good fight there is hmm how does that make you feel <laughs> uh well bukowski kind of you know uh bukowski hit different is <laughs> all i'm gonna say uh he's kind of notorious for for that well yeah, think about it like when you create a piece of art are you do you feel that you're actually trying what do you feel that you're trying to accomplish (laughs) that's a that's an interesting question because you know uh i feel like when when you're when you're making uh whatever whatever it is i feel like you know i've talked a lot before about like nihilism and and all that um there's kind of always that looming wonderment of what is the point of this? And so to combat that, you know, you kind of try to find this meaning because no matter how personal art or whatever it is you're making, whatever it is, um, no matter how uh, personal it is, it's... um, It's a, it's a weird, awkward journey. 
I personally don't believe that all art has to have this deep meaning. I don't. I don't think it has to be an analogy for anything. I don't think that you need to stare at a, you know, uh, abstract painting with a dot in the middle and find this, you know, uh, a conversation of mortality. <laughs> you know, I think um, ultimately the point of creation is to spill something of yourself. And I don't care if it's because you think something is pretty. I, I don't, like, to me, like, if you, if you think a, a, a butterfly is pretty and you want to draw a butterfly for no other reason than it's something that's pretty, that's still a piece, you know, that's still something to put on there. So, uh... I'm rambling now, I realize. Uh, <laughs> to to come back, uh, what was the question? <laughs> well, here, here's, <laughs> the question was, <laughs> how do you feel about that poem? So um, I, interpre I interpreted the poem differently, okay? I don't feel that we should try either um, in, in, in this sense. Okay, so... A lot of the things that make sense, I don't really try at, such as... You just do? Yes. Uh, normally, it's under a misconception, I think, that skill comes from uh, a, a unknown talent, you know, and, and to put it that way, okay... Like, quote-unquote, God-given kind of is Almost. what you're saying? Let's put it this way. Okay, let's let's put it this way. Okay. So, for those out there listening who do not know, I ride a motorcycle. Okay. Now, here's the deal with that. I, I don't think I actually woke up one morning and said I'm going to try to ride the motorcycle. It was like a feeling. <laughs> it was like a feeling that I had. I had to ride this motorcycle which it actually turned me into the person I am today because um, many different aspects that I'll roll into this uh, little rant I got <laughs> so when you are riding the motorcycle okay um you are constantly aware of your surroundings. You have to be. You have to be constantly aware of your surroundings. So that knocks out, you know, one perspective after writing is you're hyper aware, okay? Um, even when you have armor on, you know, stuff can happen. I mean, let's just, let's just be real, you know? And the, I guess, the criticism when I first got it I received criticism about buying it because I wanted to be the cool guy or something like that, um, which is not the case, you know. It was a feeling that I had to do it. Um, it's it, it, it goes back to the whole trying, you know, uh, idea. Because 
when I try to do things, it doesn't have the same impact, you know, um, such as when I would try to do woodworking or try to do these other things, you know, um, not to say that it doesn't either come naturally, you know, but it's weird when you have to kind of force yourself to do something other than naturally doing it. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Um, you, I, I get that because I can't, I'll do that, but I won't even realize that I'm doing it. Um, you know, most, like, most of my art pieces, like, I've never stopped. I've never uh, given up on it. Uh, that's not to say that, like, other things um, that I've done, I haven't given up on. But, like, the main focus of things that I, like, shoot my shot with, um, yeah, I, go, I try to go into it with that, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I have to do this. Um, almost like an obsession. Almost. Yeah. I think that's where the big uh divider comes in no that's because uh, okay like i know it's probably a really kind of stupid and maybe even like vapid comparison but like earlier this week or last week um i really got like i will basically since the beginning of quarantine i've kind of been obsessed with this idea and forgive me and watch somebody's gonna respond and have like an, an immediate answer and be like no actually this is this is something real um I wanted to make a hard, quote unquote, rug. I wanted to make something that, because we have carpet and we rent, and I hate carpet. Um, it just, it's dirty, it's gross. And um, I wanted to make a hard rug. And I got, like, in the past, like, last week, two weeks, I just got super um, stubborn about the idea that it was something I needed to make happen because I couldn't find what I was looking for. Like, yeah, we can, we can buy like a rubber mat and stuff like that. But I wanted to make something that was like an area rug size for my living room. And, um, like I said, I know this is probably a really vapid analogy, but, um, it, it did. It became this like stubborn obsession that like I had to do it. Like I wasn't going to, try I wasn't gonna just uh think about it and then oh you know I'll I'll let it go whatever but no like it was you know something I I stubbornly like had to make sure we did <laughs> and we did and now I have a really cool uh quote-unquote hard rug that is actually super amazing um but um yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Well, that brings us back to the entire idea behind it, such as you do these small things and you're not aware of them, and they kind of add up to this larger thing, you know, um, because think of it as when I purchase the motorcycle and I ride the bike, and every morning you're faced with danger almost oh yeah like Every... if i'm if i'm awake and you are leaving for work like i genuinely like i i i 
get super like anxious like hearing you leave on the bike uh, right um but sorry <laughs> but the danger aspect is is comes to your idea of mortality of that morning you know um actually if you listen to lex friedman he actually every morning uh probably not every morning but every morning he thinks about what it would not what it would be like right if he weren't here tomorrow right so that's what the driving factor is for him right so how this <laughs> how this comes about is before i actually started riding the bike and i wouldn't have these these ideas pass through my mind you know so these new ideas pass through my mind and now i feel that i'm able to put everything together you know for the for the first time to put all the the skills and knowledge and you know you can actually that's where i was talking about earlier about actually being able to touch the feeling or touch the feelings of mm -hmm. the music you know um and i think that is a big part of you know um who you're supposed to become you know i don't think we're actually trying to become the people that we actually turn out to be and i think that is what bukowski's total message is yeah. on his gravestone i mean this was a whole <laughs> this is a whole analogy but it goes back to the same respect i don't feel i would be the same person had i not ridden and you know um or even go back, you know, had we not met, then yeah. I, we, I wouldn't be the same person. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can you, you can look back at anything like that. Or I haven't done this, or if I did not do this. If I did not do woodworking, I would not know the different sounds that the wood would make or what the wood is consistent of, moisture content, how it's worked, where it grows, plants. Everything is circular. Everything in your life is circular, right? Mm -hmm. Music. Musical instruments are, well, because carbon fiber is a new one, but they're predominantly made out of wood, right? So. Well, and what got you into, into music in the first place? It was because you started tackling coding, and that was how you were able to start figuring music out, was because you had started figuring out coding. Yeah. To start it, to start, you know, like, that's not to say that you wouldn't have figured it out otherwise, but, like, it, it translated itself. It definitely translates itself because, I mean, in coding, it's a certain language, and, in, and even in music, it's a certain language. Um, and I think music is one of the, the strongest languages. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I mean, look at all the genres that were created, you know, you punk music, rock music and the jazz, blues, R&B, and those all were made with a general purpose in mind, you know. Um, even though that could be argued. Were they made at all, or did it come about at the right time? If everything is circular, right? If everything's circular, did they come about the right time, or were they supposed to exist? It's all how you perceive time. 
And if you've seen Back to the Future. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about how you're going to perceive time, you know? It's all Marty McFly. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I threw, <laughs> threw a wrench in that thinking. <laughs> well, even in, in regards to Marty McFly, and if everything is circular, you know... Um, this is where I think you really have to dive into philosophy on these subjects that we're tackling now because, you know, the way that we live versus some the way that somebody else lives. So whether you look at it from a theology point or a scientific point, let's just throw out somebody had committed this horrible crime and they're spending 40 years in jail. And, I mean, well... Thinking back on that, that could be circular. Say that they had obtained these sets of skills, you know, in which they became better at this crime, but it just wasn't good enough. So they, they say, were caught. If it were that good, yeah, so they wouldn't have gotten caught. <laughs> they were caught, you know, so that could be a circular motion. But there's all obviously so, so many things that go into that, that make somebody you know and and that's also hard too is when they bring this proposition of nature versus nurture even though there are so many things that go into making us who we are you know mm -hmm. well that's why like i picture it you know you picture it circular i picture it linear you know cause and effect dominoes you know the whole shebang of this event leads to this and that event leads to this and this, this, this. And, um, so it's, it's a little tricky for me to kind of see your mindset about basically how, how it's a, it's a circular well aspect when, you know, you're, you're regularly taught that it's all linear, you know, that's, that's just what's pretty much out there. Like as the common thought, you know, well, that goes back to your thought about uh, uh, Back to the Future, because that proved in the movie, well, in the movie standards, that time cannot be linear, because how is he able to affect time and then go back in time and then go back to the future? Yeah, but then if we go to the Flash standards, where it is linear, and oh, absolutely dudes, not. dudes branching off. The Flash <laughs> is not linear because he, obviously he drew the line, but because of those branches, he's now created another universe. So now that this Flashpoint had occurred, this other universe exists now, parallel to the original universe. But those are linear. No. <laughs> Because he's able to travel back through these multiple universes, right? So now he can actually travel back into this multiple universe. You know what I mean? No, time time travel okay. can just Th seriously okay. Think of it this me. way. Okay, I'm not. I am not equipped for this conversation. <laughs> let, let, let's think of it this way. Okay. Um. So, if you. I think what makes this so difficult as a circular motion or a linear motion is because when humans are born, they have one ultimate destination, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's use this as a timeline then. Yeah, beginning to end. Okay, beginning and end. You're born, and at the end, you're dead. But 
what you do along that line, as you're talking about, the cause and effect, holds a lot of merit to how you're, you're describing this line. Mm-hmm. What I'm describing is that even though you're traveling along this line, there's these things and these occurrences that happen in your life that you're not able to explain, but why is it you can actually remember on this line? If it already happened, why do we have memories? This is but see, then you can look at, sorry, going back to the, the time aspect of um, The Haunting of Hill House, where, and, and no spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, which you should because it's phenomenal, uh, where time is actually, uh, it, it's, what, how did she say it? It's, time is like raindrops. Like, it's so sporadic. It's not anything that's consistent. It just exists all within itself basically so the memory of what happened in the house where we live right now uh 10 years ago is existing right here and now in in the memory of what we're doing right now so it's it's all compacted into like a whole like a whole existence at the same time okay so think of it this way so if you can actually go into the memory and change the memory and it's only based on the memory think about the butterfly effect with ashen kutcher okay or the book (laughs) or the book but think about that film or book (laughs) he is remembering through these memories even though that this event had already happened He's able to go back into the time by reading the journal. Mm -hmm. He cannot just think about it. Okay. He has to read through the journal and then the time fracture, you know, takes him back to the exact point. So think about that way. The world is a four dimensional space. How can time exist in a four dimensional space in a linear path? That's the big question. Because you have this area that you're talking about these memories, you know, and which is also a good point that you bring up because where do memories come from? Or where do thoughts come from? How is it that we all have these same thoughts, right? And if the ether exists where these thoughts and everything exists in this space and you're able to, to reach out and collect these thoughts or memories... When we age, everybody else has, and that's the problem with memories, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because of our perception. Yeah, if, no if, memory is ever the same. Like, every time you think it, there's something, like, slightly different. Even you and I can have a different memory. Mm-hmm. Even though you remember something went one way, I can remember the same thing. It went a different way. hmm You know, based upon our perception of it. So, Okay. We're in a pandemic right now, okay? Throughout time, there have been pandemics. Yeah. And if time is a linear space, how come we are not knocking it out right now? I mean... Okay, think of it as your domino effect. So you have the domino 
over here and the certain domino has been knocked over mm -hmm. and it's done. That say is, yellow fever. Yes, yeah, so the yellow fever. That event is done. How they handled it, and we kind of looked back. Say, okay. And now we're this domino way down here, and yet we are struggling. Yeah. And that is... That is where I feel that it could not be linear because there are so many things that have to come around in a circular motion to actually make one thing happen because you have all these things that happen to knock that domino over mm -hmm. and yet it's not knocked over yeah why is that that's true even though this one's knocked over right and you look at that one and you're like what so once this one becomes knocked over there's going to be another domino in another hundred years yeah in another hundred years there's going to be another domino or pandemic however you want to call it. you know and all these things that we have learned previously we have to reflect upon to be able to effectively knock that domino over mm -hmm. so that's Le why. learning from history basically yeah so, in a nutshell right so you're well you're learning from history on there right and you cannot go back and change history though yeah. Apparently. Unless but, this is quantum leap. But Sorry. <laughs> you can, you know, you can, though. Or doctor. You can change history in the moment right now. And it's odd that we choose not to, right? <laughs> yeah. So, without that sounding like a giant rant, you know, uh, about time being a space of itself... Because that is the fourth dimension, is time is a space. And so if time is a space and you have thoughts as a space and all these spaces exist, right? I think that's why they even brought up and proposition the ether to even exist as a whole also. You know? Um, and that could definitely change too. We only believe what we believe at the current moment because of these advancements that we, we feel is the correct answer, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but even that can all change. Yeah. You know. So maybe, <laughs> so maybe time is a linear cause and effect motion, or maybe it's another space, or maybe it's not, you know. Um, but... That's why your ideas also change. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to change your ideas because if somebody were to bring up the prospect of certain ideas that were extinguished based upon the facts that we have, um, you know, which is kind of hard too because the facts that people have are ever changing too. Yeah. You know, say, say they have that joke about, okay, well, you have the flat earth, and then they have evidence of the earth being round. So if the, the thought space is this other realm, right? Let's just think about that. If, the, if we have this realm with thoughts in it, why are all these thoughts being recycled, such as the flat earth, being recycled? 
even though we have this other evidence, you know, this domino over here had been knocked over already and saying, oh, well, you know, the earth is round. Mm -hmm. And now we're over here at this domino saying the earth is flat. Yeah. And and I get that. Um, (laughs) You know, at first when you kind of started making these points, I wasn't really grasping it. But yeah, I I get it now. And it's kind of, you know, somebody who maybe had certain ideologies 15 years ago. Um, and now they have the polar opposite ideologies. Uh, obviously, you know, it, it would be less domino effect because if it's going in a circular motion for them to kind of come full circle, would they have, uh, you know, may, I, they could have gotten to this point maybe without having those those ideologies at some point but i don't know it worked in my head when i thought about it <laughs> well that's the beautiful thing about thoughts is because they can be changed right and you need to you can change these ideas but that's the key point is you have to change the ideas you know um other people cannot change your ideas there's f- multiple philosophies on certain ways that people should live or not live and the best thing is that it's up to you to choose how you're going to live. So in your cause and effect, you know, prisoner scenario, what made him choose or them choose to do this? Because was it the correct option for them at the time? Or was it because they were supposed to do it to evolve to the certain other type of person that they're supposed to be in the future you know and that's where like a lot of people put a lot of problematic uh, attention on others is because of these mistakes that are made you know uh, whether their mistakes are intentional or non-intentional or why is it that these things would occur in the first place and that's where the whole discussion of of the science and the universe (laughs) and theology and that's where we can't grasp (laughs) we can't grasp each other's hands on that because it's it's such a large topic that i'm sure somebody's listening right now and they heard me reference the butterfly effect and i'm talking about he's only able to actually go back in the journal and read through the journal and go back and somebody's screaming right now somebody's screaming <laughs> that's not true <laughs> well, yeah it, it, i mean like the, it's it's a purely theoretical and purely uh you know trying to kind of conceptualize something that is is so like hard to conceptualize and you know there's going to be differing opinions there's going to be people who you know can get it and you know hear your point of view your perspective and and you know oh yeah like for me it took me a minute because i'm used to thinking one way you know see because yeah because that's where i wanted to touch on that because let's bring it back to why i started music or why I started to ride the motorcycle. It wasn't because I wanted to make a change. I didn't have the intention to make a change, right? 
It was just something that I had to do. And that is the large idea behind this. Hmm. Okay. Because in this cause and effect scenario, that would hold a lot of merit because this happened and then you have an effect. And that is what the scientific uh, procedure, yeah, the procedure goes, you know, they have a hypothesis and then they do some tests and then they have an end result. Yeah. So it is cause and effect and everything is cause and effect. But why? That's the big, that's why is there a cause and effect? You know, what really what makes, causes the cause and effect is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what really makes people do the things they do? That's where the big question lies. Yeah, that I mean, and that's a big question, but yeah. Right. Because I would not be right here, you know, without certain things happening and you never really choose them to happen Mm -hmm. usually you don't choose them to happen and that's also another tricky argument because you're not chosen into your family or you're not choosing into your life as a child and you're not well i mean that's that's <laughs> that's also probably another big discussion for another time is because you you don't choose this path until you you kind of grow into it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Well, yeah, because I know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, y- you weren't, you know, a, a size. I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but you weren't like a huge thinker, you know, a big thinker, you know, ten years ago, because you were just a kid and I was just a kid and we were thinking about, you know, the immediate surroundings and everything. We weren't thinking about, uh, why we were doing this or, or that, or why, you know, these were our actions and, and what was going to, what was the, the goal or whatever, uh, the, the bigger picture. We were just thinking about here and now cause we were babies and we hadn't fully registered, anything much bigger than ourselves, you know? And even as our conversation progresses, you know, I even think about what I just laid down about my perspective on my view of choices because if life is all about choices, whether good choices or bad choices, which is also up for discussion of the ethics behind choices, you know, um, when you have so many choices, which one's going to be the good one? Which one's going to be the bad one? It's kind of not a clear path, you know. The large idea behind that is you always need to be questioning your own own state of values that you're laying down that's the only way to grow them in this world of forces that we speak of right now what makes somebody have these ideas and really do the deep diving into themselves and their history 
and change their ideas versus somebody who does not. Who yeah, just like digs their their heels in the ground and says, nope. <laughs> I feel everybody has the potential. But what unlocks that? Yeah. You know. Okay, well this was only relevant like five minutes ago because <laughs> we kind of we kind of drifted uh but you know i i, I just wanted to kind of throw it out there really really quick um the 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 kid in the house our teenager a resident teenager and i we've been kind of uh we've been watching a, a ton of movies this past week um and it's funny because, like, when we first started, I was like, I, I want to watch a horror movie. Well, horror movies don't scare me. I haven't seen a horror movie that scared me in, like, years and years and years. I try. I, I desperately cling on to this. Like, I want to be scared by a film. But nothing does it. So we were looking. We were looking and we were searching. And... I mean, we've watched a good a good handful of, of horror films. And um, I just, I want to throw it out there. Next time you watch or read or listen to something, instead of thinking about all the ways you're disappointed in this or all the ways it's it's wrong or all the ways you don't like it, think of all the ways it's actually good good because I found myself doing that with every single movie we watched and it's kind of nice because I don't know like I try to do that anyway in life and try to be more objective but like when you're watching a movie it's so much easier to sit there and be like well I don't like this and this can easily you know this is stupid um but instead of that, think about, like, the, 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 the ways it went right. For me, like, I, I'm a sucker for certain aspects, especially in horror, like practical effects. Give me cheesy, horrible practical effects any day over CGI, honestly. I'm going to be way less distracted. But just, just try it. Like, see, I don't know. It's kind of a fun little thing. Like, once you start it, it's kind of hard to stop. So... That was that. That sounds a little bit like the Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it really kind of is. Excellent film, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So before we kind of wrap things up, because we are, we are coming, coming close to the end here, I wanted to also take another second to talk about something. So a few years ago, uh, we had an art shop. And, um, this woman comes in and she sits down and we start talking and she tells me she has just moved to Apple Valley, California from Los Angeles. And we start talking and she is a very, very spectacularly dear friend, uh, today. And the point I'm trying to make is, um... Her name is Tifa Griffin, and she's uh, a writer. I mean, award-winning writer. She's, I mean, she's actually written like award ceremonies, <laughs> amazing, amazing uh, portfolio. And she is a part. She's an official board member of um, 
the arts connection of San Bernardino. So if you live in Southern California, um, San Bernardino, the Inland Empire, um, please check it out. It's such an amazing resource. It's just artsconnectionnetwork.org. And what it is, is it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It is a network for artists and a hub of information for artists, um, workshops, advocacy. I mean, so, so much for artists and it's free to join. You can get, um, you, you can join for a fee if you want to, but it is free to join. You can get, um, your, your name out there and your site out there. It's super, super cool. The website is revamped and reworked and it's super helpful and I'm super excited about the future of it. Again, that's just artsconnectionnetwork.org. And um yeah, I just really wanted to talk about that for a second and um I'll probably be bringing up, you know, again. Um So yeah. It was a long meaty episode. Oh, that's exciting, you know, definitely for Tifa. Yeah. You know. Um I like to actually just clean it up on my end that it may have sounded that I was getting a little hasty then in some of the thoughts, but uh, definitely the transmission of ideas is what podcasting, I think, is mostly all about because we have to transmit these ideas to one another without, you know... I wouldn't say harsh regulation, but you can really theorize. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I love. So, if you want to confront Joe, go <laughs> ahead. Um, <laughs> on that note, yeah, I'm pretty sure I said a few things that would merit <laughs> merit a lot of confrontation, Just... especially as time as as a dimension in itself. I mean, he's, Challenge his quantum leap ideologies. Ah, I love that show. <laughs> That's why I kept bringing it up. Okay, so you can you can confront Joe <laughs> at www.theworldofmyth.com, or you can just check us out. Check out the latest issue. Uh, you can also check us out and yell at him on Facebook and Twitter uh, at the World of Myth Bits podcast and the World of Myth magazine. Or if you just want to say, you know what, sir, those are some cool ideas, you can hit us up on Instagram at the World of Myth Bits. Thank you for listening. See you next week. The World of Myth Bits. All right, so if you're curious about the movies that we watched, uh, it was The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which is actually surprisingly very, very interesting. Um, Apostle, which was phenomenal, and I uh, hope that one day, if there's ever a biopic made of me, Michael Sheen can play me. Uh, crap, what was the other one? Oh, oh, The Taking of Deborah Logan. That one was kind of creepy. Um, yeah. What's better, Drive or The Place Beyond the Pines? Mm, actually, it would be Frankenstein and me. <laughs> <laughs>